Welcome to the All Your Decisions Podcast. If you are looking for a personal development podcast that is unfiltered and authentic, you've come to the right place. Each week, we bring you the best ways to make better decisions in every aspect of your life. Get ready for an up-close and personal conversation with your hosts, where they will discuss how to lead a better life through better decisions. And now, here are your hosts, Pete and CK. Hi everyone, this is Pete here. So tonight, I'm recording this um, um, when I'm doing my daily reflections. And I just want to share with you guys something that I've been pondering about for a very long time. And this is not going to be a comfortable episode, right? So if you're not someone that is uh, comfortable with uh, controversial thoughts or, or alternative views, I would strongly suggest that um, you, you, want to, you want to hang up right now and not listen to this episode because this episode is not going to be comfortable to listen to. And um, it's something that I wanted to record for, for prosperity's sake. I want people to understand there can be many viewpoints to what seems like a, a, a very obvious problem. And somehow people always feel that there's only one solution to everything. So the issue that I'm talking about is none other than the COVID-19 uh, pandemic that is happening right now. Now, without a doubt, it is a pandemic. It is infecting the whole world. We've just crossed the 1 million cases mark. Um, um, thousands and thousands of people have died for it. It's a very sad thing. Um, so by no means am I, am I saying that any of these are, are bad. You know, I, I know that uh, a lot of people have paid the price for this COVID-19. However, I just want to talk about from the overall a global approach towards handling and preventing and stopping the whole COVID-19. Now, in the much earlier episode, uh, I've talked about COVID-19 being uh, potentially a very serious problem. Um, potentially, it could uh, have a lot of people uh, suffer and um, die, die for it as well and, and cause a lot of respiratory problems for many people. Uh, however, as the time progresses, it becomes more and more clear right, that uh, the COVID-19, while it's still a, a, a problematic issue, it is not uh, that severe. It is not as severe as we originally thought. And in fact, we are seeing very uh, differing uh, results from different countries. For example, we are seeing it very well controlled uh, and in countries like Singapore. We are seeing it uh, not that serious, even in Malaysia, uh, in Japan as well, in South Korea. Uh, so while we are seeing very uh, drastic uh, numbers in, in Italy, in Spain, and some, and some places of the United States right now. So... It is a bit confusing, but however, when you put all these numbers together, it doesn't seem like uh, any more like a virus that is going to wipe out the, the, the human population, right? And and as a human species, we have survived many episodes uh, of such virus, of such uh, uh, flu. And, and the Spanish flu is a good example, and that was really bad. You know, that literally wiped out millions and millions of people, not just cases, but people literally died. Uh, I think it was uh, more than a million or three million. I can't really remember, but fact check me. Uh, but in short, people died for it. So, so what I'm going to touch on is that I took a long about way to reach this point because I don't want anyone to go away listening to this episode thinking that I am belittling the whole issue. I'm not respecting people who, 
who pay the price of uh, dying for it or, or, or work so hard to keep the disease under control. No, by no means am I referring to that. Okay? So, what am I referring to? I'm referring to the current approach adopted by, by many governments, which is a all-or-nothing approach. Alright? Why is it all-or-nothing? Is is that many countries right now, they are, they are having this approach whereby they will do everything in their power, alright, sacrifice everything uh, to keep the, the COVID-19 under control, alright, and, and essentially the all-or-nothing approach right now that countries are adopting, such as some parts of the United States, uh, India, uh, Italy, is that they are going to lock down, they're going to stop everything, no one is going to allow to move, you probably can go out to buy some groceries, but that's about it. Business is to stop. Uh, people can't go to offices as usual. No one is to commute without good reasons. Only very essential services. Now, we still don't know whether this approach will work because we have seen that in China, uh, this is something that has been implemented for a month or so. And when right now China is starting to open up their cities in Wuhan, uh, in Hubei as well, um, we, are, we are starting to see cases starting to rise. So if anything, China has already shown us that um, lockdown is not a panacea, right? It is not the ultimate solution to stop the virus from spreading. Uh, in fact, if lockdown is the solution, perhaps you need to implement it for a much longer period of time, more than a month. And now every country that I know when they're having a lockdown, they're only talking about one month, okay? So I'm not sure what's the result. I really hope that it is going to be effective, but I'm really doubtful. So the issue with this is that what's the impact of the lockdown? Not just killing the virus, but at the same time, it is putting the economy into a coma state, right? And many businesses are strongly affected, um, or should I use the word badly, you know, badly affected, and they are and they are not able to make ends meet. And as much as governments are handing out uh, grants, United States is giving $2 trillion and things like that, uh, it may not help if the money doesn't go directly to the, to the ground. And really, most of the businesses that are strongly affected by this are not your big corporations because these guys, uh, the big corporations, you don't have to worry for them, right? They have the money to hide through this. It is the small and medium uh, businesses, the SMBs, uh, your 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 fruit stores, your your coffee maker, your uh, your cafe uh, owner that's gonna su not survive this because when you look at statistics, most small medium business do not even have uh, one to two month cash flow to tide through uh, the whole period when there's no revenue. And think about it right now um, in the travel industry, uh, in the retail industry, if you are a brick and mortar business, you are basically gone. Right? When it's a lockdown, you're not allowed to do business if you're a brick and mortar. So FMB is so severely affected and many of these small and medium business is not going to recover and, and survive this. So the thing is that uh, while we can lock down and, and you know, uh, prevent the virus from, from happening, uh, maybe make the virus very, very benign, but what's the point of doing that, achieving that, when um, so many people's lives are affected at the end of the day and, and there's not much of an economy to, to talk about, right? As of now, as of recording, uh, today is the, the uh, what's today's date again? 5th, 5th of April, right? Uh, we have seen the stock market drop by a close to 30%. We have seen a little bit of recovery, but it seems like it's going to go down further, okay? We have seen many businesses reporting uh, retrenchment, uh, revenue is dropping, 
so the economy is really affected okay and while some people may say hey we're just gonna lock down for a month we're gonna open up after that and the economy is gonna be back on its feet and nothing's gonna uh, be that serious now i would like you to really think about it right if businesses has already gone under do you think immediately after the covid 19 is gone they're just gonna jump back in and say hey let's just start the business again no right they some of them might be in serious debt they are already bankrupt paying off the debt they may not have the ability to come back to do business that's one secondly even if you can restart a business there is no guarantee that these businesses are going to rehire back all the employees that they have uh, previously let go okay now do not blame the business for letting go their employee right because ultimately at the end of the day it's a matter of resources if you do not have the money to pay them you have to let them go there's no, there's no other way uh, to that right you're not going to keep people around and, and tell them to receive no pay right so so businesses are going to be very cautious because the economy just about recovering they're just going to take the uh, 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 slow as you go see how approach they're going to hire a few people and see how the business is and if there are really more business they will hire but it's going to be a very slow process right when you fire people when you let go people it's very fast but rehiring back is going to be a very very slow process and the third thing is that when the economy is so seriously impacted like right now it's going to take a very long time not just for the business to rebound but also for the consumer to regain their confidence think about it people are losing their job left right and center they are the confidence level to consume to spend money on anything is going to be much much more reduced right big ticket purchases are going to be put off and even when the covid 19 the virus is gone guess what people are going to be taking the cautious approach and uh, wait and see right they just want to have more assurance before they start spending so definitely consumer confidence uh, in consumption in spending money is going to take a while to recover as well it's not going to be as fast right this is not the 2008 whereby only a certain sector where it's the mortgage market that's seriously affected COVID-19 is affecting everybody think about it every business these days are so intertwined and so networked with each other when one for the one that relies on this business as well, the suppliers, uh, the, the people that buy products from them, even the employees, everyone is affected. It's a network effect, right? So that's on the business side of the house. Now, if we don't want to consider e- economy, uh, economics uh, of it, and some people say, hey, P, you're just being very ruthless. How can you just consider the economics of it and, and not think about the, the human aspect? Now, let me go into the human aspect, right? So. We're doing this lockdown and many countries have already started for quite a long time and Singapore is just about to start uh, next week and we are going to a one-month lockdown. Now, the key thing I want to highlight is that have we even talked about and think about what is the downstream impact of this lockdown in our social and even our people's health, right? And, And these things are not easy to think about. Why? Because humans are very bad. We are notoriously bad at thinking long term. As an investor, I know this full well because if everyone understands long-term investing, everyone will just put their money in the stock market and just not look at it for 10 years and everyone will have made money at the end of the day. However, right now, what's happening is that people are just looking at short-term returns, short-term gains, short-term losses and that's why the market is so speculative. So when coming to thinking about this issue, I suspect that we are right now very myopic looking at the short-term benefit of locking down of controlling the virus but we are not giving enough attention to the future the long-term effects on our society on our health now let me touch on a few points about society right firstly do we even understand 
uh, deeply enough the, 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 the impact of isolation, right? To ask everybody to stay at home as much as possible, to not leave the house for extended period of time, what is the psychological impact? What's the social impact, right? We have seen reports coming out from China that the divorce rate is going up. Now, I, I have no idea whether that report is true or not because nowadays we don't really know what to trust or what not to trust in the social media. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's the real case, right? People are just not used to having this kind of isolation for extended period of time. And think about it, for the elderly who are already not having a social life uh, because they are already out of the workforce and uh, they rely a lot on, on social interaction, on events, meeting their friends at the void deck, going for dance classes, going for gatherings. We are robbing a huge part of their social life. All right. What would that cost? Generally, I think statistics have shown, if you go and read all the reports, if you want, I can send it to you. It has shown that isolation is very bad for their mental health. In fact, it causes people, especially the elderly, to deteriorate very quickly uh, uh, mentally. And, when, and we know that when someone is deteriorating mentally, the physical health is going to come along very, very soon. So the health impact is also something we need to take note of, right? Extended period of time, um, 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 being sedentary at home um, and, and you're not allowed to go out there and, exer- and exercise a bit or, or do anything. Now, Singapore is not too bad, right? We're still allowing people to go outside and exercise. But in some countries, uh, you're not even allowed to leave the house. What is the health impact that you're going to receive in the future? So comparing this, all right, comparing this. Now, once again, I know this is going to sound very, very um, transactional. But bear in mind, ultimately, at the end of the day, everybody has to make a choice, has to make a decision. Comparing this downstream effect on the society, whereby uh, people are less healthy, people are having depression, people are very wary of each other, we don't dare to touch each other, don't dare to hug each other, All right, we become such uh, sol- solitary creatures. What would be the cause of it? How many people will suffer mental issues, health issues, what is the suicide rate is going to be? What the divorce rate is going to be? Downstream, is this worth the lockdown? Now, I don't have the answer for you guys. I'm still seeking the answer myself. But I think we need to give it serious consideration, right? Um, can we live life with COVID-19 as we have done with many other diseases? I think we definitely can, right? We definitely can. Uh, look at so many diseases that we have we have come to live with like we have we have malaria we have dengue um so many so many other diseases that we have come to just accept it as part of our life and we continue to live with them without the disease impacting our future uh, our society and our economy right so is there a way out for covid-19 instead of just an outright all or nothing approach where we lock down everything keep everyone at home no one is to move uh, just so in the attempt to control this virus because ultimately my, my approach is very simple everything has to be a balance there is no point surviving this virus if we don't survive uh, economically at the end of the day if we don't survive this in the long run in terms of our health right? and there's no point surviving the virus if we can no longer lead a quality of life, right? Ultimately, I feel that the quality of life is so much more important at, at certain times. So if this is not a, 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 a humanity extinction event, I believe we cannot take such an extreme approach. But right now, we need to think of a 
very delicate balance so that yes, we still keep the virus under control, but we need to let the society uh, go back uh, in a certain way so that we can continue to live as a human species. Alright, so I hope you guys uh, uh, appreciate my point. You can agree to disagree, but uh, do put in the comments, drop me an email, I'd love to engage you guys. But if you are any trolls who cannot uh, think of this in an intellectual way, please do not bother messaging me, right? I'm gonna, not going to read any of this. In fact, I'm going to talk to people around me who have very strong views about this and I want to find out what are their thoughts and, and whether am I alone in this? Am I the only crazy folk, right? That thinks that uh, we cannot uh, uh, sacrifice everything in controlling the COVID-19. Okay? So I hope you guys learned a lot from this episode. It is not an easy episode. If you have made it to this point, give yourself a pat on the back. Alright? I love you guys and I will see you in the next episode. You have been listening to All Your Decisions. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. To access our best resources, go to the All Your Decisions group on Facebook. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any decisions, consult a professional.